and we've got uh, some crew watching us already. Welcome everybody. We've got a tremendous panel joining us tonight, these amazing club members of My Feminine Heart. Ah. <laughs> um, so, oh my goodness, we've got Tracy Ashley joining us already. Ladies, if you are going to share this to your page, now's your chance. And we have like a minute to go. So I'm going to roll in and get started. For those of you who are watching, you're going to see we do have um, a special person joining us in the Zoom right now. That's Chef Katie. Um, she's got her name, Chef Higgins. And she is actually a very good friend of Lindsay Taub, who laughs every time I tell her that Chef Katie is coming on my feminine heart because she just knows you as Katie. Oh, okay, I've got you on mute. Um, all right, everybody. Well, it is eight o'clock. We're gonna get started. I am so psyched. This is like the biggest group we've had ever join us for Trans Tuesday Live. So welcome everybody. It is Trans Tuesday. It's my favorite night of the week. Tonight we have a special panel of My Feminine Heart Club members. They are on stage to chat about the process of coming out. Like what this has meant to them, what has worked, what has not worked, what they would recommend for others to do. This is gonna be a real honest to goodness special evening. Um, for those of you who are new to Trans Tuesday by My Feminine Heart, we are a sisterhood of all women and those with a feminine spirit. So including, but not limited to cisgendered women, trans women, gender nonconformists, and all those who love sisterhood and may or may not be part of the LGBTQ rainbow. Um, we all come together to share our love for each other, our community and expertise in helping trans women live their best, most authentic lives. So joining us tonight, oh, we've got another lady popping into the Zoom. Uh, so on my screen, I don't know how it is on everyone else's, but like top left to right and on down, we've got Chef Katie Higgins with us. We have Bronwyn Drew. We have Georgette Corneo, Donna Nadel's new, Susan Holtz, Alaria Stanley, Joanna, Rami Sargon, Maggie Uber, Gabby Morgan, Miranda Jones, Catherine Ann Voss, Holly Glenn. I'm assuming that's Kimberly Moore <laughs> blurring in there. And we've got Tracy with us. Ladies, thank you so much. We are representing such a huge part of our sisterhood. We have leaders and advocates in the trans community. We have literally members here on stage from across the globe. It is an honor to host you all. Thank you so much. Um, so before we begin, I do want to take a few moments to introduce you to Chef Katie Higgins. Um, so I have been mentioning her the last couple of weeks. Chef Katie is a classically trained chef who graduated from the Institute of Culinary Education in New York City. She left the Big Apple to serve as a private chef for an elite upstate New York family. And now she offers her skills as a culinary educator online. She teaches individuals and parties of up to 10 people how to cook over Zoom. 
Her lessons help people create healthy dishes while balancing impossible schedules and incorporates a range of sophisticated techniques from advanced knife skills to making your own fresh pasta. So you can find her website at caitlinhiggins.com. And of course, all her contact information is on our homepage, myfeminineheart.com, and has been in all of our emails this month. Um, Chef Katie is going to be teaching a cooking lesson for our club members on March 30th. And she's here today to share three potential menus for our club members to vote upon. So what this will be like, this is actually going to be a public episode of Trans Tuesday. So it's going to be live for our wider audience, but our club members can join us in the Zoom on stage so that it's like this whole interactive cooking class. So um, Chef Katie, uh, let's give like a round of applause. Yay, welcome. And we're so excited to hear about what you're planning for us. And I tell you what, I am going to make you um, our speaker spotlight. Chef Katie, take it away. Welcome everyone, thank you for having me. I'm so honored to be here and I'm so excited about our class. All right, so we have three choices for different menus that we can cook during the class. All right, I do a knife skills lesson at the beginning of every class so everybody's familiar with knife safety and some basics of knife skills. Okay, I will send you an email with all of the ingredients and tools that you will need so you can get those ready to go before class if you choose to cook along with me. But of course, you have the opportunity to just watch along and ask questions as well if you don't want to cook live with us. Okay, so don't worry, you'll have everything you need to be prepared. Okay. So our three options for menus, number one would be a creamy roasted vegetable risotto with Brussels sprout crisps on top. Number two, a Greek chicken dinner with a cucumber lemon tzatziki and smashed lemon oregano Greek potatoes, okay? And number three would be an herb roasted pork tenderloin with roasted grapes over top a velvety cauliflower puree. That sounds amazing. And I'm not gonna lie, I cut myself cooking just like five hours ago. <laughs> so I'm really excited for your knife skills. Um, I think that it is that um, also our knives are so dull that I ended up cutting myself, but because they're so dull, I didn't lose a finger. So I think you're coming in just in time. Uh, I know that she just shared a lot of information and I'm gonna put this, so she's emailing it to me. I'm gonna put it um, in a poll tomorrow in the private Facebook group so that everyone can vote on the menu of their choice. And then once we see what the winner is, um, she will send us a, a shopping list to cook along and everything. But before we let Chef Katie go, and thank you so much for joining us tonight. Does anybody have any questions about the chef dinner on March 30th or any questions for chef Katie. Oh, go ahead, Donna. Yeah. You said tzatziki. Is that like traditional garlic tzatziki or it's, that's what I'm used to. Uh, you I'm, can add garlic in it if you like. I do recommend that, but if you're garlic sensitive, you can leave it out. But yes, it's a yogurt based tzatziki with cucumber, lemon, garlic, and dill. Anything with tzatziki in it, I, I will I will vote for. And my Greek chick, my Greek um, spice mix is epic. I'm just saying. 
Great question, Donna. Does anybody else have any questions for Chef Katie? All right, well, we will let you go. Oh, go ahead, Bronwyn. Um, will this be like a menu for one? A recipe for one person? Uh, yes, I was planning on demonstrating two uh, chicken breasts, but yes, I can give small portion recipes as well. That's perfect. Great question. Anybody, anybody else? Yeah, Don? I cook for four. I have three puppies and myself. So nice. I can't cook anything without multiple noses in my way. Absolutely. And cooking for one is an art form. So if that's, if hints and tips um, for cooking for smaller groups is desired, then I'll absolutely take that note into the lesson as well. Awesome. Katie, thank you so much. I'm so excited. Yeah, I will get your information out to the group tomorrow and then we'll be in touch and see what everybody votes on. But I think you've got a couple votes already for the Mediterranean meal. That sounds amazing. All right, great. Thank you so much, everyone, for having me. Have a great night. Bye, thank you. <laughs> okay, so um, thank you everybody. So many times when we have an expert come on the show, they either come for a double episode where they get to introduce themselves for like an hour, um, or, you know, so many people in the community already know who they are, like Lindsay Taub or Elizabeth Taylor. And we had this really special extra day in March. Um, we had like a fifth Tuesday and I'm like, what is the, like, what is something fun, like a celebration that we can do that we can just squeeze in? And uh, she answered the call. So I'm so excited. We're just going to have a fun night of cooking together. Um, but on to the topic at hand, we are here to discuss coming out. And um, so for anybody at home, and oh my goodness, we have so many comments already coming in. Um, if you at home are struggling with coming out, whether it's to a spouse, uh, family members, friends, coworkers at church, whatever it may be, um, if you have questions, please this is your chance to ask this incredible panel of people who have just, they've been through it all. And the one thing that I'd like to say that I hear, and I, I want to say the reason that this was inspired is um, when I had a new, one of our new members who joined us in February, sent me an email and said, this is where they were struggling. Um, and they, this is where they wanted help. And they emailed me today saying how excited they were that we're all doing this tonight. So you're truly answering um, a specific individual's call. And I love seeing how all these sisters rise to that support. Um, and when I asked the club members, like, do you wanna talk about this? Do you wanna talk about another subject? You saw how many ladies were just so passionate about this tonight. So just to clear the decks, um, I would like to just throw out there, can I see a show of hands if any of you were nervous or scared to come out to somebody? For anybody who's home and they're like, I'm terrified to do the seed. This, this is like a, if you are afraid, this is a totally normal thing to be going through. And I'm so excited to hear everybody's story tonight. Um, you know, and I've, I've had people say and share different things with me and we're just gonna get the, the ball rolling. Um, Maggie, I know you've reached out to me a couple of times because you're really passionate because you've had some success with this. And you took an idea that I that I have heard um, many people do, but you did it with a twist and you did it in a slightly different way. Would you mind sharing the secret to your sauce of coming out? 
Oh, sweetie, you're still muted. Can you unmute? There we go. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yes, well, I think just like so many people, you know, I started by coming out. Did we lose Maggie? Oh, I think we lost her. Well, she's got a great story. So when she comes back on, we will definitely, are, are you there, sweetie? Pardon? I think we lost you. Oh, goodness. Well, I'm sorry about that. Um, Here, start I, from the top. We didn't hear can anything. Can you hear me now? <laughs> okay. Um, I started like most people by coming out to a couple of individuals. Uh, one of them, the first one was actually one of my brothers. Um, it was funny because he was talking about a situation where he um, had a friend at church who was trans. And I said, well, I'm going to come out on a limb and I'm going to tell you something. And I did. And he accepted me. Um, I told a few other people. And um, I began to realize that it was making them somewhat uncomfortable because uh, they were put on the spot. So I tried something different. Both my brother and a very dear friend of mine um, had recommended something, and that was to use a letter. I'm one of those people who, under stress, can't remember everything I want to say, um, and sometimes says things I shouldn't. But uh, I decided to write a letter because of one major thing. People uh, don't, what's the word I'm trying to put? You want, don't want to put them on the spot as if they have to respond right away. You want to give them time to take what you say, what information you're giving, which is life altering for you and for them because they're never gonna look at you the same way. So I wrote a letter and I wrote it to about 50 people. And for the vast majority, people not only accepted me, but also said that coming out in the letter was the best way for them to hear from me. Um, because again, you don't have to put, you don't put the person on the spot. You're respecting their privacy. They give them time to, um, sort to digest what you're saying. I just recently came out to a Mennonite woman who I thought surely was going to say no, <laughs> had nothing to do with me. But because I did it in the form of a letter, she really had a chance to think about what I said, realized that I was still the same person inside. And so she accepted me. And I've been using that letter ever since. Maggie, I, I love that. And I've, I've heard people talk about using letters before, um, but the way that you had done that was the, it's the first I had heard, you actually put it in the mail. Mm -hmm. you, like you didn't hand somebody a letter and said, read this. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to watch you read it. You just put it in the mail. I did. I, there, I, the first couple of times that I came out to some people were people who had tried to contact me by email. We were discussing vacation plans and I, for them, I said, I have to send you something. And I sent them by email that letter. Uh, but then um, once I got my name changed legally in June, of last year, then I went ahead and mailed it out to about 50 people. And um, like I said, I had a few people that uh, 
I had two that said no, and I've had a, a number of people that actually never responded. And I don't know what they think at this point, but the majority of people uh, accepted me. I was I got requests for Facebook friends within two days after I sent the letter out. <laughs> and um, yeah, May, it's it's wonderful. And uh, we have somebody named um, Paula Mallard. Welcome, Paula. I think it's your first time joining us. She said, what a great idea. I wish I'd had that advice, advice when I came out as a lesbian. I love that. Alaria, um, you wrote a beautiful uh, analogy to this in the comments in the chat. Would you mind sharing that with everybody? Me? There we go. No. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I had trouble coming off of mute. Uh, so basically, I was saying, Maggie, you're, you're exactly right about the um, giving, not putting people on the spot. Uh, think of how many times a new and expecting mom has gone to the father-to-be to tell the exciting news we're going to have a baby and dad isn't instantly excited and showing the proper reactions. And it's really not fair because mom has been cooking this around in her mind for a little while, getting used to it. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be pregnant. Oh, what do I do? And it's like, I can't wait to tell. And, you know, a process. And so it's not fair to them. It took us forever to come out to ourselves, and we're, we come out to ourselves first. So to expect others to react so quickly, it's not fair. It's not, it's not right. It's just giving people time to adjust to something that has taken us a long time to adjust to. That's true. If I, can I have one, one thing I would add, too? And there's something else that came with that. And that is that I think you really have to accept the fact that you are going to lose people. Uh, that you come out to. And once you are okay right with that, I think it gives you a lot more confidence, uh, especially whether you tell the person or in a letter or in person, because instead of saying, oh, please, please accept me, you're saying, okay, I made this decision. I'm just telling you. And so it makes you a little more confident when you're dealing with um, telling people. You know, Maggie, that that's a really good point. And we're going to talk about all sides of this tonight. And, you know, this is this is a painful question, but how many people here lost somebody when they came out? Show of hands. And please keep your hands up um, if you would have still come out knowing that had happened. Yeah. Um, Donna, you brought your hand down. Um, would you want to share a story? Oh, we've got you on mute, hon. Uh, I would, I, I came out to my wife January 28th, 2016. And after overview, I was a month after I turned 60, I was in the hospital and I had a double kidney stone. And my blood pressure was 194 over 140, right? And I kicked it around. Donna had always been inside of me, but growing up when I did, the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, you could not discuss this. There was no venue, no way of expressing yourself. You couldn't go on a date and say, oh, well, I want to be a woman. They'll never, they would kill you in high school. So I came out. And my, my wife was always telling me about all the lesbians she lived with when she was in college and such. And I figured, I'm good. And she stuck with me for two and a half years, three years. And then she went to counseling 
And I guess the woman was the turf. Because one day she said, I want you, you need to get out of the house. And I said, no. And, but yes, I lost, I lost a woman I loved. And I mean, Kimberly knew her, right? Uh, but that's neither here nor there. I have a wonderful woman in my life. I am blessed. A beautiful woman in my life, a talented woman in my life. Somewhat can be a pain in the glutinous bottomness, but I love her dearly. And she, she's laughing heartily. And, but yeah, and I came out, I came out to my American Legion post. Uh, I sent them in and I lost one person. I got 10 people back. And for my sins, they made me vice district commander. Uh, but my, my, out, my coming out process is ongoing. Uh, and Kimberly will attest to this. I, I'm proud of being transgender. I will tell anybody I'm transgender. And I mean, it, it, some people say you're stupid. Some people say I'm crazy, but I just, I, I'm happy to be who I am. I was talking, refinancing the house. And I was telling this lady and I told her I'm transgender and psh, the conversation went off in a different direction. We had a great time. Okay, I'll shut up. Donna, I, I really appreciate you sharing that with us because it is hard. And one of the first things people usually confide in, in me is the fear of coming out and losing a spouse. Um, and, and you did, and that's painful. And that's a very, very real reality. There are couples who stay together. Um, but Jess, can we give a, a little bit of a hello to your great love who's joining us in the Zoom right now, Rami. <laughs> Hi, sweetie. <laughs> yes. Um, so you know, we we do have a little bit of a heartbreak, but um, how long, Rami? Do you mind sharing how long have you two been together now? And I know you're joining us from the other end of the world. <laughs> ah, there we go. Hi. Um, yeah, we. Um, how long has it been? I think it was about just over a year and a year now. We've been on yeah. three for quite a long time um but we sort of don't really know how it happened it just sort of got close no. and, uh, and um that's it well i was talking to god and i you know i've gone through two divorces and i'm saying god i'm not going to chase women and i'm not going to chase guys guys are but, uh, <laughs> uh, and I said, if you want me to, if you want me to be a, a firm on me for the rest of my life, you know, I will be done. If you want me to find, if you wanted some, want me to have somebody, you will bring her into my life. Well, Romy and I are both in the electrical world. We both love to ride motorcycles. Uh, we've been both married twice. And, uh, we just started talking and how it developed into a relationship. Lord, if I know, but it, she brought, God brought us together. That's wonderful. Congratulations to you both. Thank you so much. Um, though we have somebody messaging me who is actively 
coming out right now. You're in the in the thick of it, in the process. Holly Glenn, would you like to share a little of your story? How how is your journey coming along for you? Uh, it's been a, it's been a process. Um, I the I definitely wouldn't recommend having your wife stumble across things because that's how it happened for me. That was not good. Um, but we're still working through things, which is which is great. Um, but basically, you know, she met me for the first time in December. And then since then, I've come out to both of my kids who are both accepting. Um, I've come out to all of the people who work for me um, and all of the management chain above me. My, it's been, what's amazing is my, my work actually just this last year added a new core value that was like one team and it was a diversity and inclusion initiative. And in, in that inclusion was, was gender. And it really struck a chord with me and I love the company I work for. And so I, you know, reached out and said, you know, to a, a few key people and said, Hey, I'm, I'm struggling with this. And basically, so just a little background. I'm still not sure where I'm going with this. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to, you know, go fully transition or right now I feel like I'm more of in the gender fluid category because I like both sides. <laughs> um, and, and so with that, it's it, basically what I've, what I've come to is I need the space to explore openly both sides. And, and obviously I've had enough time with the male side, uh, but I like, I basically, I'm trying to tell everyone at work that, look, I'm transgender. I, and I've done this all individually. Every person, I get them all on their own. And I've just told them, I'm like, I have something to tell you. I'm transgender. I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but basically, and this is all engineers. So I'm like, basically I need time to test. I need to run a few experiments to figure out, you know, where, where I'm going with this. And, you know, if I do like an immersion exercise for like two weeks and by the end of it, I'm ready to just, you know, throw my wig across the room and I'm done, or I never want to go back. And, you know, I need the freedom and the space to actually do this. And everyone has been amazingly accommodating and accepting their, the, the, the biggest thing that's rung true with everyone has been they basically say congratulations and that they're proud of of me and thank you for letting them in on such a big secret and it's just it's been very heartwarming and my friends shocked me when I told my friends three of them are like yeah that's fine I actually have two transgender friends I'm like what what these are things that just don't come out in normal conversation unless this comes up and then all of a sudden it's out there and People are just amazing. It's it's been it's been a a shockingly wonderful journey. But like my next step, actually, which is kind of terrifying, is I'm leaving tomorrow to drive back home to tell my brother and sister. So when I say I'm in the middle of coming out, I am really in the thick of coming out, and that's I'm a little terrified about this trip, but very excited. <laughs> Wow, Holly, so much to say. But first of all, can we just give a big virtual hug to Holly, who's going to do this journey tomorrow? Oh, my goodness. Sending you so much love. Um, I'm so glad that you shared what you did. And I'm, I'm missing some comments. So we had some comments for congratulations, Donna. So happy that you found someone and you and Rami. Um, and, you know, Holly, when you, you said what you did, um, our girl Tracy Ashley says she feels the same way. She feels like she needs to explore both sides. And we actually had 
um, a couple members reach out saying, do I have a place on this panel if I don't plan to fully transition or if I feel that I am, you know, dual gendered or I'm, or I'm not sure or I'm in the middle and 100%, um, I know that there are some other ladies on here who uh, feel in many ways the way that you do and uh, thank you for starting that conversation and best of luck to you. This is, this is awesome. And wherever you work, it sounds amazing. <laughs> Good for you. Um, so I know we have a couple ladies on here um, who may really feel connected to this. Would one of you like to speak? Go ahead, Susan. Yep. You were on my mind. Susan, somebody who reached out to me today, she was like, I don't know. I don't know. And um, she's a, a tremendous um, advocate uh, and is on the board for the Chicago Gender Society. So very excited that, that you wanted to join us this evening. Thank you. Yeah, it's a, kind of a difficult topic and, uh, and you kind of touched on a bit of a paradox for me. And, you know, uh, as far as coming out, I mean, I came out to my wife um, like 40 years ago, uh, basically from the very beginning of when we met. I mean, we got connected uh, and bonded so fast. And I knew this was somebody who uh, I could trust. And I had never told anybody before that. And um, so we were only in, in a few weeks into our relationship and, you know, and actually taking the step of talking about living together. And I knew, I knew this in myself, you know, from childhood and knew I couldn't really keep this a secret or hide it. Uh, and I knew I was with somebody who had um, you know, such a caring spirit and somebody I could trust. And, and she was immediately uh, supportive and accepting. And I mean that in a way not uh, just tolerating or, you know, putting up with something that she wouldn't want, but she's always been, been very encouraging for me to be myself and to uh, have that freedom. But uh, because of that, it, it turned into uh, not my secret, but kind of our secret. And then for decades, it was something that I felt would just stay at home because I had this, you know, support and uh, an environment at home where I could express this and felt that was where I could keep it. Uh, but then just over the years, I felt I really needed to get out. And, you know, it was, there was a part of me that was being stifled. So it was really only a year and a half ago that I began to, to come out more fully and actually step out the door and you know, come into public. And, and that was amazing. I mean, really, from the very first day of doing that, you know, I knew something in me was opening up. And, you know, it was, you know, a matter of realizing that uh, this had been dormant in me to, uh, you know, have that freedom of expression to be myself and to be regarded, you know, this way for who I am. And, uh, and the first steps of just being in public, you know, meant so much. I think there probably be true for a lot of us who take that first step of just being out in public, even just uh, seeing people in passing. Uh, but um, it was one thing after another. And then I got connected with the community and Chicago Gender Society and uh, making a lot of friends and not just learning to interact with people, but you know, really connecting and forming meaningful relationships. But the paradox for me now is I've taken a step uh, and gotten on the board with the organization, which wasn't what I was seeking, and I wasn't you know, fully out, and I'm not still I'm still not fully out to everybody, 
but uh, taking on more of a role in the community and a role as an advocate and actually doing some public things. And, uh, you know, for example, I started doing some public speaking right before uh, COVID hit. And that was only like five months after my first step out the door. And that was not something that I could have seen myself doing. And since then, and even with COVID, I've been reaching out to more and more organizations to collaborate with CGS. So my circle has gotten wider and wider. I've done more public things and still I'm at this crossroads of coming out to longtime family and friends who still don't know it. So in a way I'm far into it and then in another way I'm just beginning and trying to make decisions of where this goes. So I don't have a definite endpoint in mind. I'm just in the process of doing what feels right to me each step of the way. And uh, I don't exactly know where it's going with that, but, um, but I do feel more true to myself now in either gender presentations. So even with people that just, just know my male side, I think are seeing something different than they did before. But taking that next step is something I don't really have a, a full answer for yet. So it's, it's just a work in progress. Well, I, I think that's amazing to hear because I, I, I haven't known your whole story. Um, I usually, when the photographer side of me that keeps people kind of smiling in photo shoots, I have a tendency not to ask details. Details won't be shared, but I don't, I don't ask. So I knew, Susan, um, that coming out and being a part like out out with the Chicago Gender Society was kind of new to you. I didn't realize that you have been out to your wife for four decades. Um, and you know, you're such a light. It's so hard for me to imagine you staying home for 40 years and not sharing that out about and in the, in the world. And I'm so glad that you are now out socializing. And um, Susan, I know has she has been writing about her journey um, in the Primrose, which is a newsletter that's been around for decades as well. Um, so if you want to read some of Susan's journey too, I, I don't know, can people read back issues of the newsletter? Uh, well, it's only available, available to members of the organization. Uh, and we have a lot of things in there representing other members and we have to respect their confidentiality. So we're not able to share it. What I could do though is share the individual articles. I can't share the whole issues of the Primrose, but I'm free to do with my own content, you know, what I would want to. So, you know, anyone who would want to read uh, the installments of my story, it, it's been uh, kind of cathartic for me just having this outlet to write and to express, uh, you know, really an intimate part of myself, you know, in addition to the connections I made and the role that I've had with the organization. So it's all things I wouldn't have imagined before, but you mentioned about being out to my wife that long. In a way, it was part of what stopped me from going any further because it may be hard to imagine, but when you have that type of support and going back uh, that long ago when society was different, I felt I had what I needed at home. So it didn't even really occur to me for a long time to go further than that. And that was something that just happened gradually. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you so much. And just, um, I think you have members in CGS that are not necessarily Chicago-based. Can people sign up to be a member? 
Oh, sure. And we do have members um, in different parts of the country, either people who were in Chicago and moved away or people who just joined remotely. And now we're doing so many things. Um, well, obviously, uh, electronically, we're not meeting in person right now. So we've had speakers that are from all over the country and even internationally that have been connecting with us and doing presentations. Uh, so our reach has gotten further than just the local area. You know, anyone can you know, join. Uh, once we get back to meeting in person, it'll be kind of a hybrid model. And then we'll continue to be doing things live over the internet as well. So it's working for people to you know, be part of our organization, even if they're not in Chicago. And, and some join just for the Primrose to have that monthly publication sent to them. That's wonderful. I'm glad to hear that you're gonna be doing the hybrid model. I hope that as we start to open up, because I know so many people are finding organizations and support groups to connect with that they never would normally be able to travel to. I mean, just on the screen alone, we have two ladies from New Zealand. So, um, you know, and my feminine heart will always be um, online for everybody, but I do hope that we're seeing hybrid models for support groups in the future, because I think it's definitely needed. Uh, we had a comment coming in from Tracy McKenna. She says, it's, it's reassuring to know that you all didn't know where you were going or how far you would go when you did come out. I've been afraid. I don't know a certainty where I want to go. Um, that's, that's, it is amazing to hear. And I'd love to call upon um, Miss Miranda Jones. Um, Miranda, you know, you were the first um, person, I think, that came out that you had said when, when you were our sister of the month in September, I was going to say August, but you are a sister month in September. And when we did your interview, then you said, this is as far as I'm going. I'm hundred percent happy. We're good to go. I'm staying here. So that was September. Have things changed? How are things for you now? Um, so yes, things have changed. Uh, things have changed somewhat uh, as, as you and I have discussed before. There is a possibility. Uh, we are, we, when I, whenever I say we, I do mean my family and I, um, predominantly my wife and I, we are working on the idea. Um, I am actually coordinating with um, people at work, uh, potentially to begin presenting female at work full time. Um, as some of you may have seen in the, in the comments there, I still have to, I, I live very much a balance right now uh, in terms of my outedness. I am very publicly out in some people's eyes. Uh, some people see me, uh, folks who know me locally um, may, may see and, and think, well, you must be out all the time. You must be full time and you must be out to everybody. Um, and oddly enough, that's not at all the case. Um, uh, there are, there's an entire side of our family that has no idea, um, and they never would. And of course, I'm not super nervous about this because they just wouldn't know. Um, they wouldn't have access. They wouldn't be inclined to, to look in the kind of places uh, that Miranda's present. Um, but again, I, I, I co-run um, a local support group. We've done very public events. I have no problem going out. I, I'll go shopping, uh, you know, expressing as Miranda uh, locally. Um, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Um, a large number of my coworkers know anyway. 
Um, and I happen to be very lucky to work at a place that ex is extremely accepting. Um, there are other transgender members of the workforce where I work. Um, and so I know uh, that, I, that I would receive all the support that I need. Um, so as I said, I'm out to many of my closer friends at work, my coworkers, um, and I have, I have come out to several um, senior leaders uh, at, at work as well and, and sort of told them, you know, this is part of me and it may go further. Uh, I don't know. Um, like I said, right now, I'm in the process of actually working with someone to sort of ping HR. Um, I have not begun anything formally with HR. Um, to be honest, I'm not sure I trust HR to understand the difference between, hey, I just want some information I want to know. Uh, and I'm actually doing this. I want you to start processes. Uh, so I'm not sure that they're not the most subtly uh, nuanced kind of people. So I don't want to go and giving them um, this, some, some uh, a mixed message. So uh, so I'm not directly going to them, but I have somebody who is doing that for me, um, and and we are we are very seriously considering it. There are a lot of hurdles to go over, many hoops to go through to be able to do that. Um, it is not as easy as um, uh, we we saw one member, uh, one of our sisters of the month, who talked about being out at work, just at work. Um, well, apparently in Canada, that's not a terribly difficult thing to do. It's much harder in the United States. Uh, if you have not legally changed so many things, mm, transitioning at work uh, is a little more challenging. Um, simply presenting uh, as an authentic gender is, is um, fraught with hazards, uh, if you will, uh, and, and administrative and bureaucracy. So, um, but yes, at the, at the end of all that diatribe and um, everything there, the bottom line is yes, things have changed a little bit. Um, there's, there's certainly um, a more, uh, more open door uh, policy perhaps um, in terms of family acceptance uh, and the possibility uh, that there may be um, a little more Miranda than I thought there might be. Um, a year ago, many years ago. That's okay. We can handle a lot of Miranda. We love Miranda. I love the new hair. You're getting comments on the new hair um, in here. Uh, we're, you know, and I'm, we have so many comments coming in. It's, it's hard for me to keep up, but we're getting so many people who are very interested in the workplaces, people commenting, saying that their workplaces are really supportive. Um, hearing the difference between the two countries is interesting uh, and, and what that is like. You know, we have two ladies who um, are, are not from the U.S. here. Uh, I know some of Catherine's story. Rami, I, I don't, Rami, I don't know yours. Uh, what has it been like transitioning in New Zealand? Um, how, what is the structure like in your workplaces? Okay, I am, um, I seem to have taken a totally different road than everybody else. I, I'm 100% female. That's how I see myself. I don't see myself anything to do with male whatsoever. So I've battled it for 58 years. That's when I came out. Um, and I just, I lost my wife about six months earlier to cancer. Um, so I thought, but, well, I'm going to have to do it. This is how I'm going to, um, this is how I'm going to do it. And I never thought 
at all about what anyone was going to think whatsoever. I went and saw my doctor, signed me up to see the see a sexual health worker and all this. And then the very next day, I went to work and told everybody at work. I had a Facebook. I changed. I made up a new Facebook that day. I um, put on it. I says, right, I'm transgender. If you like me, come over here. If you don't, have a good life. And um, and within two days, I had told everyone except my mum. Um, and I only lost two people. So um, it's been totally different. And I'm 100% female. I, I don't have any male clothes whatsoever. It's just all gone. I'm 100% roaming. And um, I did tell my mum, because she was living in Australia, I'm in New Zealand here, she was living in Australia, so I went over to see her and I just sort of thought, well, I had a name of hotels I was going to stay at, so as soon as I saw my mum, I sort of said, right, if she doesn't accept me, I'm just going to go to a motel. So I sat her down and um, and uh, I told her, I said, look, I'm, uh, you remember, as a kid, I was always trying to be a female, and you told me, no, no, you're a boy, you're a boy, and uh, all that. And I said, well, I'm actually female, I'm, I'm transgender. And uh, she goes, oh, what does that mean? And I said, well, I identify as female. And she said, uh, oh, well, you're still my son. <laughs> I said, no, 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 I'm your daughter. And she goes, saw, saw that for a minute. She goes, oh, yeah, you are too, aren't you? And that was it. Everyone knows, um, everyone's happy. Everyone's happy at work. Um, I've never ever been misgendered going out in public so I seem to have had a very very easy transition and uh, I'm really blessed that I've had such a transition I've got a lovely girlfriend sitting there and um, things have just absolutely just fallen into place three uh, four months ago I had uh, SRS with GRS whatever you call it over here and um, and I've been on hormones just on two and a half years now and um, could not have been happier. It's just like when I got the GRS, I thought, well, when I come home, I'm going to be dancing on the tables and joy. But it wasn't like that. I just got home and it was just like a great big weight just lifted off my shoulders and I was just who I am. And it's who I've ever been. Um, and I don't tell anyone outside uh, Facebook or the internet or whatever that I'm trans. I'm just me. And um, so the only people that know are um, uh, people on Facebook because I keep putting um, I keep putting um, before and after photos on, so everyone knows who I used to be. Um, and um, her, her before photos are very shocking. It's interesting. <laughs> you see this incredibly beautiful woman sitting here, and her mother's wonderful. Excuse me for interrupting, but uh, to see her before is like. Right? It's shocking. Okay, I'll shut up. <laughs> well, Robert, congratulations. That's basically, that's basically it. That's my whole life. So I, I feel blessed in a way, and I feel sorry for a lot of other people how they've had to deal with it. Um, and mine has just been so smooth, but I hit it really hard. But I got to admit, when I did come out and told the first person at my work, I was so scared. I was crying. I actually burst into tears and I told every individual person at work that one day and every person I knew, I rang them up, told them all that day and within two days, everybody knew. And that was it. And I've never, I've never looked back, never will look back. Um, so anyway, that, that's me.
That's amazing, Rami. Congratulations. I'm so glad that that has gone so Thank well you. for you. Um, I, I want to give a shout out to somebody who I know is, is very strong and has shared that they have had losses, um, but is still standing here today. Cause I, you know, we, we have a lot of positive stories, but we do have some tough ones too. Um, Bronwyn, would you mind sharing a little bit of your story and maybe some advice for our audience? Um, well, I did everything wrong. <laughs> it's kind of funny now, but it's been almost, it'll be three years, May 4th at 6 p.m. Uh, what, what happened with me was I, I came out at 68 years old and um, I was, had been suicidal just a month or so before I came out. So I planned on doing it diplomatically, but that, that just fell all apart. And uh, for a lot of family reasons. But uh, what I ended up doing was um, I told everybody at work that when they saw me on, mon on the following Monday, I would be fully dressed as female and that uh, what I wanted to be called after that. And um, my project manager, um, I work for the US Air Force as a government contractor in a, in a research facility. And uh, my project manager thought I was joking and he just burst out laughing and he's got a strange sense of humor anyway. So, and it was funny, but um, I had already told the two young women, that, the, the two technicians that work for me that um, I was coming out and um, so I, I actually I actually commuted commuted every day eighty miles in one way every day. So, I I didn't live where I worked. So I when I got home, um, my son was there and my ex wife was there and uh, and they got talking about some family member that was uh, getting really sick and they didn't think they were going to make it and I said oh my god. And I just fell apart and I just, it just all tumbled out in about five minutes. And um, it was not, if I still feel really guilty about all of that, but it's, it's water under the bridge and it's, uh, I've moved on. Um, I've, um, my kids are gradually coming around. I see progress. Um, I'm still not talking to them on a regular basis, not not on the phone, but chat occasionally on Facebook or phone chat. And um, I've been divorced for, for almost three years now. And I was fortunate in that I just moved out of where I was living and moved into five minutes to where I work now. I'm only a mile from where I work and I love where I am. And this, this is now my hometown. And uh, I've gotten very active in, in local politics and, and community activism. And um, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is hard, <laughs> excuse me. But uh, it's the only thing I would change is how I handled it. it and frankly, I had, I don't know how of any way I could have done it gradually. It was uh, 68 years of denying who I was. And I was to the point where I was gonna 
blow up if I didn't do something. So, and so I, I did do something and it wasn't the right way to, to go about it for how other people felt, but um, it's what I had to do and everybody's journey is different. And I am so happy for everybody that can stay with their families. But um, I've got a, many more friends, probably all the way around the world on every continent. And, uh, and I didn't have that before. And I've got a, a group I, here in, in uh, I live in Rome, New York, a, a group here that uh, I call my, my family. And um, one uh, woman who's uh, quite a bit younger than I am, that she's in, in her 40s with two kids and happily married and stuff. And she's just like a, 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 a baby sister to me and uh, closest friend I've ever had. And so it's, I'm, I'm happy with, with where things are now. And uh, don't, I'm there. I'm by myself, but I, you know, so I'm lonely that way. I'm I'm very much a uh, social butterfly now. I wasn't before, but uh, I can't wait to get out to the trance conventions and and see everybody, meet everybody. Can we just can we give Bronwyn like a big hug too? Oh my goodness! Like, you know, I I I I hear so many people share similarities in in your story where. You know, you do, you do often and can lose people coming out, but at the same time, I've had so many people say, and it, it sounds like it's with you, that you form deeper connections with new people because you're finally able to be yourself. Yes. Whereas, you know, you're not living a double life. You're not, you're not lying to yourself. Um, so have you, you, it sounds like you have found that happiness in, in new friendships. Yes, uh, one really good example is kind of, it's really quite funny. Um, I'm a librarian and uh, used to work in the, in the state university system in New York as a librarian and a professor. And um, one other librarian that, that I've gotten to know that I've known for about uh, 35 years has uh, retired in the area. And we got, we were, I got involved in the, in the social action group she's involved in. And she sent me, uh, uh, a text message saying, well, it's nice to have another librarian here. And uh, she had no idea who I was. And she was, I just, uh, I sent her a picture of, of me before and, and one now. And uh, it was, it was, it's so funny. We, we keep laughing at this now. And uh, she's gotten to be an extremely close friend. That's wonderful. Um, I, I do want to share. So um, I don't know if anybody has noticed, we don't have one sister of the month that we're celebrating this month. And one of those reasons is, is all of you. I wanted to have a chance for all the sisters, to sisters of the month. And when we had this new batch of, of Diamond Club members that who joined us in February, we had so much excitement to, we had members reaching out to me like, I want to make new friends and I, I want some sisters and I want this connection. Um, Bronwyn had reached out and she said, had you ever thought about just doing a social? And I hadn't. And that's one of the reasons that I love all of you so much and that you are a part of creating our content. So if you've noticed that this month is jam-packed highlighting our sisters on, on screen, 
next week, we are having a, a private social for our club members. Um, I'm going to be showing a video of how it, because it's me, so it's going to have structure and guidelines. Um, it's not just going to be a free-for-all. Um, but yeah, so Bronwyn, um, anybody who wants to make, you know, some new friends who are, are part of our sisterhood next Tuesday is a, is a social. It's not going to be recorded. So if anybody is not out and they don't want to be on screen, it's just going to be a private Zoom, no episode, but we're going to have, we're going to have a social so that those who are feeling that they are missing some friends can make some new friends. And those who have friends, one of the keys to this social is we're going to be using a technique um, to help our members get to know each other in new ways. So often, one of the things that, you know, we connect with naturally is, are you transgendered? Are you cisgendered? Are you post-op? Are you on hormones? Like, you know, when I see people introduce themselves, they usually seem to throw in these identity markers. And there's so much more to all of you beautiful, wonderful people in our community and on screen than just an identity label. So we're going to be using this Zoom social as a way to really connect with all of our hearts and, you know, with, with more about us than just, you know, the labels that society puts on us or that, you know, we have ladies on screen who are literally saying, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know if I'm staying. I don't know what the end result's going to be. So how can, how can we put that label on you? So that's, that's next week. So I hope everyone gets really excited for that. I want to, um, we're gearing towards nine o'clock and I want everyone to have a chance to chat. So um, if you if you have something that you'd like to share, please, um, you know, now's your chance. Um, you know, I, I, I am so sorry. I've seen so many comments kind of if you're in this zoom, you see this chat It is just like it is fireworks. I am not able to keep up with any of this at all. I'm so sorry. I have seen some amazing things. Um, Georgette, I think I saw you right at one point you said you came out and you didn't lose anybody, right? You just have been gaining some new people into your life. Hi, uh, that's true. Uh, I am probably an anomaly in all this. Uh, I was first outed when I was in the military back in 72, 73. Um, so the Navy knew, uh, my the security people knew because I had a top secret clearance and they didn't kick me out because they didn't know what to do make of me at the time because it was not something in the UCMJ. And uh, after I did get out, I knew where I was going where I was going to go. I just didn't know how to do it yet. Um, and like I say, that was my first outing. Uh, then in about '76, I came out to my mother. Uh, so essentially, the whole family, because that's how we all communicated. Uh, and then in December of 76, I actually came out at work to tell them what I was doing. Uh, they had to work out with HR all the legalities of it, because back then that it was very an unknown territory. There were so few of us around. Uh, I, like I say, I didn't lose anybody. Um, essentially, all my family knows. Um, I keep finding new family, second cousins and stuff like that, and tell them my tale. Um, in fact, I gained, um, nobody here knows of her, uh, my partner of some 39 years. Um, she died in 2014. 
which is when I decided to essentially come out again to everybody in, I guess, the, the, the new LGBT world, because uh, there was no such thing back then. Uh, there was gay people, there was lesbian people, just a few trans people. Um, and I have gotten so many more friends through all those different uh, groupings. Uh, it, I mean, throughout the whole United States. Um, I belong to a nationwide organization. Um, I do want to give a uh, congratulations to Illyria. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Said you're in the military. Uh, I Since I was in the military, when I was first outed, I always have a certain kinship to others that were in the military and had to put up with a lot of it. Some that got kicked out because of it. Um, others that are in the military now and are dealing with all the new realities of it. Um, like I say, it's, it's uh, coming back out is strange because from about 85 to 2014, my partner and I, we lived in, I, I will call it the non-trans world because I, I never heard the word cis until I came back out. And uh, other than a few, my family and stuff like that, I nobody knew anything about us. Um, it, we were some of those people that we did our transition and we just blended into general society. So, and like I said, I don't make a lot of friends, so uh, there's not really that issue there. Um, friends to me mean two different things. Uh, I have a few close friends, and then I have a lot of Facebook friends. Part of the other reason for coming back out was because it's been such a long time, I wanted to see if I could find other people that had transitioned back in the 60s and 70s and even early 80s, because we are such a small population. Uh, I, I know about maybe 10 to 20 people throughout the United States max that have gone through some similar stuff that's like i say so, so to me it's been being trans is not is not what controlled my life <laughs> it's just it is just part of my life did we get that yes i, I was having a trying to to get myself to unmute george i thought wow what a trailblazer um uh, uh, I, I will acknowledge that, but I don't like when people call me that. To me, trailblazer, some of the other stuff that people will say implies that I did a lot of stuff for society, for trans people in general. I did not. My partner and I, we just blended in, lived our lives. We did not do any trailblazing. I mean, I, I it's a personal thing with me. I just, I don't like people saying that. I'm nothing special. Well, I thank you very much for, for sharing your story. Um, I hope that you're able to connect. I hope if anybody's out there um, is, is hearing Georgette's story and she's looking to connect with other people who went through something similar in a similar era, um, I hope that they are able to find you and, and reach out. If you are unable to find Georgette, feel free to message my feminine heart and I can try to connect you. Um, thank you yeah, very much. I don't put out friend requests. 
Uh, there's only maybe a few that I've done because things like this, you want to be a friend type of a thing so that we can communicate. Um, but if people want to be, you know, a friend request like on Facebook or whatever, go ahead. I'll, I'll probably approve it because I'll see a connection there. Otherwise, I gender ignore people. Well, thank you very much for your service. And I know that we have a lot of service members, a lot of veterans um, in here. So would you mind anybody raising your hand if you have served in the military? That's amazing. Thank you so very, very much, all of you for everything that you have, have done. That's it's such a beautiful gift and such an honor to have you as part of our group. Georgette, thank you very much for sharing your story. Uh, we have a, a few ladies we've not heard from yet. Joanna, would you like to share anything? Well, I, mine's been sort of a long journey. Uh, uh, basically back in 23, when I was 23 years old, I realized that uh, I was sort of different. Uh, but through the years and all that, I was in the military from 74 to 80. And uh, but it, it actually helped me because they sent me to Alaska and Alaska is very open to the LGBTQ community. So Anchorage is where I really came out and started to bloom as Joanna. A lot of it was in the closet like everyone else prior to that. But when I got to Anchorage, even getting out of the military, uh, Anchorage was where I was able to bloom. Uh, I know there was a few things about work uh, because I just retired and my plan, I had, I've always been on a plan system uh, because my career basically is male oriented. So for me to come out would have been suicidal at work. Um, I've been a maintenance director for 37 years and uh, the companies I worked for, uh, I would have lasted one day and, and they would have just let me go. I'm in Virginia, so they have a right to work state. Uh, up until July when they finally passed the LG, LGBTQ um, uh, new law now that they can't discriminate against that. But anyway, uh, a couple of things. If you come out at work, uh, I can tell you uh, the transition part going from uh, my old name of John to Joanna was no big deal. When I came out to my general manager, uh, he said, oh, fine. He says, I figured something was up just by your mannerisms and things like that. Uh, but HR is a whole different ballgame. So my suggestion to everybody on that is have your ducks lined up legally. I went ahead and got my court order so that my name change was legally changed from John to Joanna as I came out. That allowed me to get my driver's license immediately with Joanna on it. And the only hard part was social security. It is a very long rigmarole procedure to get your social security card. But if you can get your driver's license and your social security card, all the, all the businesses have no issues with HR switching your name over. So, uh, but trying to do it as, Joanna and not having any legal documents. Yes, the IRS does not like that. Uh, HR does not like that. Insurance policies do not like that. So it is uh, better to have a plan if you do come out at work and you're gonna stay there and change over to your uh, new name that you have the legal documentation ready. So that's just my uh, two cents worth. 
That's phenomenal. Thank you so much for sharing that, Joanna. And love hearing that about Anchorage. We actually have some sisters from Alaska. So there is a good community of, of our crew up there. Um, but, you know, we we are really been and maybe it's me on the fluffier side of this talking about like our emotions. So it's nice to have some hardcore details um, to share, you know, legally. What is you know, what do you want to do with your ducks in a row? Um, who else have we we not heard from yet tonight? Anybody else would like to? Oh, my goodness. OK, uh, I am. OK, uh, Gabby, would you like to share? Uh, yeah, sure. Thank you, Cassandra. Um... I am Gabby. I'm in Boston, and uh, uh, j just to like a, a quick thing of my story to where I got today. Um, when I came out, and I heard the, I identify with so much I've heard from all the sisters tonight as well too. Um, so many were like, so many things I've heard. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of my story too. And um, when I came out in January of 2016. Um, uh, a little while after that, a woman had said, you know, so when did you decide you wanted to become a woman? Which was an easy question because I never decided I wanted to be. Uh, I've known since I was about five years old, you know, kind of who I was way back then. Um, I didn't understand it at all. And, you know, I kind of fought it uh, as much as I could. Uh, did all the boy stuff, got into the, you know, rough housing and uh, all that. Um, I can go on and on and on. But like you know, uh, so many others would say, um, hiding the story the entire life. I mean, there was a lot of drinking, a lot of depression. There were plenty of nights when I didn't want to get up the following morning. And unfortunately, I uh, took steps to try to make that happen. Um, and I could tell you a whole lot of interesting stories. You'll laugh, you'll cry. Uh, but, uh, you know, would be here pretty late if I to told uh, all of them. Um, just finally, uh, when things were, I just couldn't take it anymore. I was a few months shy of my 60th birthday. And uh, this woman had sat down with me. We had become friends in a short time. And out of the blue, she said, so what important thing is that you feel you need to talk to me about? I mean, who says something like that, right? I, I thought I had one of those little comic strip bubbles over my head. But... Uh, I said, my God, you know what? I do have to tell you something because I, I just assumed I was going to take my secret to the grave. And and I expected that grave to happen sooner. Um, and a couple weeks later, I said uh, to her, I just started crying on her shoulder. I said, I'm a woman. And um, the funny, one of the things too, when I've heard people not sure where they're going with it, I had said to her, um, listen, I just needed to share my secret. A year from now, I bet you won't even notice any difference. Well, you know, that kind of falls into the, if you want to hear God laugh, tell them, tell them your plans, uh, as you can see. Um, and I also heard those, you know, the inappropriate, hey, you're going to have the surgery and all that stuff. And when I was saying, you know, I want to go as far as I could with it, I assumed that with my age, uh, that might be a factor. It's like, you know, I'd love to, but, you know, I get it. Maybe a doctor's going to say at your age, we don't recommend doing certain things. And though I would have been disappointed, um, I would have understood, I guess. So anyway, I started telling one by one, you know, different friends and uh, I'd tell them one at a time. I'd take them out and, and tell them what I was. Next thing you know, I started thinking, well, who did I tell? I mean, yeah, I told Cassandra, but I didn't tell uh, Mary or I did tell Bob. I didn't tell, um, you know, Susie or something. And all of a sudden the anxiety became just like keeping the secret all over again. So then I said, to hell with it. And uh, the following month, February of 2016, 
um, I came out on Facebook. And you know, that was my version of writing the letter. And um, I was expecting the worst, uh, but I had like 160 voices of support that uh, came through. Uh, later on that year, um, I know I'm skipping over stuff, but later on that year, I decided I had to be me all the way. And by August of that year, I was living, as I call it, full glam Gabby, um, you know, 100%. And I started moving forward the legal process and um, eventually, uh, you know, the physical stuff uh, to where I'm legally, physically uh, a complete woman today, where I thought it was going to be a secret I took to the grave. Um, and kind of the, you know, the icing I, uh, on the cake, I guess, is that a couple weeks ago with my job, uh, and I work for an organization, it's a medical organization, I work in a different part, um, and they're very well known in the Boston area for being supportive of the LGBTQ community and, and trans especially too. That's where my doctor is. And um, I just got appointed as the uh, transgender aging uh, engagement specialist. So I'm gonna. My job is going to be like helping um, older transgender women, non-binary people. Basically, we aim for 50 and above. But as I say, you know, if you identify as older, uh, that's fine. Uh, but helping them with the process, and you know, maybe speaking to them and to their employers or you know the communities and things like that. Because though I had a fear of public speaking, I ended up joining a speakers organization too. Another thing that I'm that you know somebody else shared as well. Um, so, uh, you know, I always said I, if I had one thing to be, it would be that person I wished I had. Uh, and they kind of given me a chance to do that, which is pretty cool. Uh, so I'm really grateful for that. I mean, so it, I can honestly say, you know, the right time to come out is there's no right time. Uh, you know, you have to decide that. Uh, but uh, I just went all in and I have never looked back. Uh, I, I have not had a, an ounce of regret the entire time. I mean, I got... Uh, you know, I haven't drank in four years. I'm all legal. Um, I'm living the best life I've ever lived. Uh, so I'm just grateful for that and a chance to give back. And I, I love being in a forum like this, too. So I've talked long enough. Somebody else's turn. Well, thank you, Gabby. Um, it definitely sounds like, you know, you talk about not um, taking your secret to your grave. Look at the life, you know, you're living now how that wouldn't even exist this entire your your career your path in life your mission um wouldn't exist if you had taken that secret to your grave so very glad that you um made that decision and thank you for sharing about the anxiety we don't hear about that a lot of the anxiety of keeping track of who you have and have not come out to you know a lot of people talk about the anxiety um of not sharing um, but, you know, it's it's interesting for those who are in the middle of this journey, you know, the secret of who am I keeping this a secret with, who doesn't, who knows, who doesn't. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that connect with that. So thank you very much for sharing that, Gabby. Um, okay, so we missed uh, Kim, you had your hands up. Our dear Kim, a former sister of the month as well, um, you know, huge I, I call her a, a trans idol, just beyond advocate, but idol, um, beautiful soul who, you know, one of those that you're going to, you know, you find her on CNN when something's going down. Like she's, you know, she has spoken before um, the deal makers and deal breakers in Washington. So you've, you've really done some amazing things. Thank you so much for, for joining us tonight. We haven't seen you in a while too. So it's lovely to have you. 
You're really sweet, Cassandra. Thank you for those kind words. I think they way overdid it on me, but I really appreciate it. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of the subjects have been tonight has been about loss. And I just think of to the, this statement that I had heard that, you know, it, a, a boat is a lot safer in the harbor, but that's not what we were built for. You know, that's not what they're built for. They're built to get out on the seas and get tossed around a little bit. And I, I think that uh, that kind of has something to do with uh, the, the trans experience and the trans journey. We've heard from everybody a little bit of challenge, loss, anxiety, uh, but we haven't really talked a whole lot about the joy and, and the, the passion that you get. And once you start taking away that old shell and you're not hiding yourself and you're not editing your life and uh, you're not pretending anymore, uh, all of a sudden doors start opening to you and you start seeing things in high definition and I, you start being able to enjoy and ex experience the life. And yes, I've lost quite a few people, uh, people that were close to me, but uh, after a little bit of that loss, I started noticing that there was really some toxic parts about that relationship that I had and that the things that I was doing to make that relationship work really had become a burden on my life. And then without those relationships, <laughs> I was actually a little bit more uh, high speed, low drag. And, you know, I, I take it, you know, your, your car gets a lot better gas mileage and you get a lot better speed. Uh, if you drop off the trailer that's filled with everybody else's baggage in life. So uh, I, I want that to be the, the statement of, because my story is just like a lot of other people and I could go on for days about it, but that's the message that I want to leave is that when you do transition, despite how challenging and how anxiety filled, it feels like you feel like you're getting ready to go over the edge of the waterfall. But when you do, that's when you learn how they, they, that you can actually fly. And so uh, I challenge the people out there that are, they're kind of struggling with, with where they go and what they need to do about it. Uh, there's a pathway ahead and you just keep your, your head up and, you know, look towards the sun and it'll all work out. Kim, thank you so much for bringing us to um, such a positive space as we're nearing the We do have two ladies I do want to get to as well, but, um, you know, so we, we are honored here. We've got Kimberly Moore. We've got Miranda Jones, who are both sisters of the month. You can find their stories. Anybody can listen to their stories. Um, if you go to myfeminineheart.com um, and go to, you know, about and down to transition journeys, these, these ladies stories are fully on there. So I know Kimberly, she can, cause we've had her on and we've, and she's also been um, on trans Tuesday more than once. In fact, you're reminding me right now with the, I'm assuming you're in your bedroom with the iPad. We had one where we called it, I think like in bed with Kimberly where she like her, her computer died and she was having this what am I, it was one of my favorite episodes ever because we had a really young, um, or I think our gal, Tracy Ashley, I think our college kid was asking about coming out and, you know, we were having this amazing conversation, you know, last summer. And so anybody who would love to check that out, just search in Trans Tuesday, go through the archives looking for, for Kim. That was one of my favorite episodes of all time. Cause she does, she brings right there. You like, you know, despite the hardships and the anxiety and the losses, she brings the joy. And it's it's great to have that memory. Alaria, and, I, I, oh, go ahead, Kim. Oh, I just wanted to share two quick things. One was uh, when I first started transitioning, Donna 
taken a trans flag and stood over 95 <laughs> between her house and Stafford as I was driving to Richmond and waved the flag for me just as I was going under the bridge. So you find people like that. Uh, Miranda and her, her and I used to work together when we were both Marines. <laughs> so you, you find wonderful people like that that you connect with. So please, you know, look, there's the bright spot ahead that you get to see, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that story. Donna, can you do that for like everybody? Like just go wave those flags. That's that's awesome. I can't imagine going through that and driving and seeing that. That's that's a sister right there. Um, we have some questions coming in. So uh Gabby, um, would you mind sharing at some point in the Facebook chat? You can if you're not on the Facebook, share later. I don't know. Um, she said, can you share, or, or if you can tell me now, where you work with older trans people? Uh, I also am in Boston and older and wondering if I might qualify for your guidance through my providers or healthcare insurance. Um, oh, you, if you want to unmute, go ahead if, if you want to tell us too. Yeah, I mean, uh, I work with Fenway Health. Uh, it's the Fenway Institute. It's the LGBTQ Aging Project. And uh, then they this year they just added the transgender division basically, and I'm the transgender division. <laughs> but through the Fenway Institute under the LGBTQ Aging Project, uh, that's where you'll end up with me uh, for Greater Boston. And we, like I say, I've been doing it a couple weeks. And um, uh, the, the, my job description is we're determining that as we go along. <laughs> That's that's awesome. Um, trailblazing. You're you know you're you're creating it as you go. Um, if you two can connect, if you want to connect in the Facebook in the chat. So um, Gabby, just look for Tracy McKenna, so she can figure out like you know how does she she qualify. But that's that's a great resource to share. Okay. Thank you. And and you can look me up in the, uh, under Facebook, just like my name is on here, Gabby Morgan. She A B I, and uh, you know send me a message or something like that, and I'd be happy to forward any information. Thank you. And, um, you know, I've seen, Alaria, I've not been able to keep up on, on every, but you are writing so many beautiful things. I'm going to let you conclude us. We're going to get one lady in because I feel like you have so much to share. I've missed, I've missed a good bit. Um, but while we're talking about advocacy, uh, so I do want to give a shout out to Catherine Ann Voss, um, who is, you know, she, she chatted a little with me. I know that she is a, um, supporter of transgender heaven um your exact title i'm not sure because i know there's different levels of you know ambassadors or directors um but you know Catherine, i know that you're also in an area where there hasn't been a lot of transgender support so you you kind of part of that do you mind sharing a little real quick and for anybody in your neck of the woods who needs some help yeah, I, I've been on my journey for the last five years. I started also in the motor-related uh, uh, trade, being a heavy construction mechanic and all that. Only known female transgender mechanic in the area, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, to put it short, I, I nearly ended my own life after my uh, war fell apart with my ex leaving and all that work stress and that. And when I was in a mental clinic, I was helped uh, and I heard the word gender dysphoria for the first time. And 
uh, I've asked them to explain to me and they told me oh, you're transgender. That was uh, early in uh, 2016. Now, five years, almost five years later, I'm, uh, I'm five years on HRT. I just had a bilateral orchidectomy two weeks ago. And yesterday I was cleared by my endocrinologist, passed on to a female endocrinologist and said they'll put me on the waiting list for gender reassignment surgery. That news I got yesterday. But what I wanted to say, one or two points, uh, what I've noticed, I'm part of a suicide prevention support group where I've uh, picked up a bit of stats uh, about it. And uh, I found that uh, a lot of transgender people is included in that stats. Uh, which uh, sort of became my passion to do something about it. I'm in the South Island of New Zealand, uh, south of Dunedin, there's virtually almost zero support for transgender people. So with my experience and the love I had from transgender heaven, Chloe and some other member, and uh, also Crossgrace Haven, which is a sister site, I created a local support group from my town called Trans South NZ. And it's steadily growing. And it's just my passion to, to help people. I've met eight people in my own little hometown where people told me I'm brave uh, to come out in a small place. Like I said, I don't consider myself brave. I'm just being true to myself. I consider myself a female now and I'm just happy. And uh, on friendship, that's a point I wanted to make. My experience, if uh, it's the way from my side, how you present yourself out there and how, how you interact with people. I've lost only one friend, which I thought was a friend, fellow South African, but I realized later that he's a, he's a bit of an, I'll just use the short word, an idiot. But uh, he, uh, he was only my friend when he could use me to do one fitness inspections and repairs on his cars. But anyway, I've learned through interconnecting with people. When I started my group, I had people that I've never seen, never heard of, moms of transgender kids, uh, stopping me in the shops, asking me about it and so on. So I'm very open. Everybody in my town and my region knows me and I'm straightforward, don't cut corners. If I do something, I do it 100%. If I've got to do it 99%, I leave it because there's no, no chance for that 1% failure. Uh, that's just my beliefs. But uh, I've been taught uh, the way I come forward because I actually took on a politician twice, head on, and I won both, uh, both the arguments for transgender people because I said, there's no support in my area. I'm going to do something about it. So that's why I'm here every day since my hope I'm happier. And every day I wake up my heart's just full of joy being able to be me. No discrimination, no work problems, no issues. That's amazing, Catherine. Thank you. And you know what? Yeah, what I love about so that story, and, and so for so many of you on here, where there hasn't been a path, you're creating one. 
you know, where there isn't support, you're starting the support where there isn't anybody fighting for you. You're, you're taking the charge and that's, that's phenomenal. And I'm seeing all these beautiful comments. I mean, you know, that, you know, moms are, are walking up to you, um, you know, to ask you about, you know, what is it like to be transgender and for their own children? That's just, that's lovely. Thank you so much, Catherine. So I, we've got love and change and, you know, we're changing the world, literally around the world, just within this, this zoom. And, um, we are, we are way over on time, which we do every once in a while when we have a really special episode like tonight. And I haven't been able to catch everything she said, but Alaria, um, I've seen so many beautiful comments from you in the chat, responding to people and advice. And, um, you've waited this long, I'll let you decide what the final piece, is there anything that we have missed tonight that we should share? Uh, thank you for letting me close. That's, that's really quite an honor. Um, I would say that the closing thought should be something, the, a theme I've heard throughout. And it's that we often feel like we're very alone, especially for us uh, more senior uh, ladies. Uh, when transgender wasn't a thing. It wasn't out there very much. Um, I think the only one I knew about was uh, Cassie Jorgensen uh, from the early 50s. There was, you couldn't go to libraries, like, excuse me, I feel this way. What what uh, books do you recommend? There, there, there wasn't a resource and we've had the internet. And so it's tempting to say that for our uh, people today, the ones who are coming out, they have the internet and there's uh, all this media with showing what transgender is. So it must be easier. And that doesn't necessarily be true. And so the biggest thought is like, no one else could possibly feel like I do. And no one's alone. There are support groups everywhere. When I got to uh, where I currently am, there wasn't anything. I need a support group, so I made one. And um, I've now got 25, 26 plus members who've come and not in a place where you would necessarily expect to see 25 or 26 members. Um, and we've been meeting for two years. There's, you have heard several different support groups from the various ladies and they're out there. There's uh, help on um, so much social media. And I'm pretty sure any of us who've been participating tonight, private messages, and we'll, we'll help put you in touch with someone. There's so many out there and you're not alone. You're absolutely not alone. And it can hurt so much when you're like, I don't know what this feels like. I don't know what I want to do and what should I do? But I gotta tell you, when you live authentically, it's amazing because when you're, when you're not so much of you is getting pushed down with being also your gender, your personality, so much of your loves and your dreams and how you are, I never danced. I did a little two-step, just wobble back and forth. I never danced. Now I can't stop it because I'm free. I've, when I took the cap off, all of me came out. So it's a wonderful transition. And there's so much of you waiting to be discovered. And you're going to, you're beautiful. And it's coming. And I can't promise pain-free. Um, but the end result, you're going to love life. And what better way than to live life than be authentic? I'd say that is a perfect conclusion. If nothing else, let's live life where we want to be dancing, right? So yeah, I'm, I'm dancing with you right now. Thank you so much. Um, did I miss anyone this evening? 
I think I, I think we got everybody in. Ladies, wow, thank you so much. We you've shared so many beautiful things. I, I am so sorry for the losses that you've had. You've shared the passing of, of partners, Rami. Um, you know, you've you the loss of friends. Um, we obviously we know people who have lost jobs, who have had who have had great loss, but then we've seen so much great joy. And what resources? You have so many people in here who've who've served in the military who have started or support um, in uh, transgender support groups. Um, you know, you're, you're just, you're leading the way and I really appreciate your time for leading in this evening. I'm so sorry if I've missed anybody in our chat or I've missed anybody in our comments here. We've had so many people commenting and watching. Um, it's a lot kind of navigating everybody. So um, I, I hope that I gave everybody a chance to share their story. Um, you know, and this this episode will be live. It will always be archived on our website. So if this rang true to anybody, not just our members on screen, please share it on your Facebook page so that we can reach more people. Um, I know that we had questions tonight. I, I did see somebody making a comment. So I want to come on screen next time. Um, and I, I think it was somebody that I, I didn't know. Uh, so what this is, who you are seeing right now are our club members. These are um, people who subscribe and are, are part of our membership. Um, they have exclusive access to all of our episodes that they can watch. Almost every episode can be listened to, but only our club members can watch certain special ones or be a part of special events. So next week's one of our special events, our Zoom social information to come. I hope everybody signs up for that. Even if you think you know everybody in the group, you're going to find out something new about your sisters. So I hope to see you next Tuesday. Um, we will be bringing more sisters in this summer date TBD. Um, onboarding, like you see a, a big group of many of you I'm getting to know for the very first time tonight, bringing in a new crew. The onboarding takes a while for me on an administrative end and then getting everybody in and, and learning each other. So we are so excited always to bring in new sisters, but we do bring people in, in in batches so we can get to know. And it's exciting when you join and it's, you know, everybody's cheering and we're, we're welcoming you in and we're always looking to grow. So if you would love to join us, you have to get on my wait list. Go to myfeminineheart.com, send me an email, info at cassandrastorm.com. I can add you to the wait list that way you, and you're up to date then already on every episode that we're doing every week. So, so excited for that. Um, if you are a club member, social next week. If not, the following week on March 30th is when our club members can join us on stage again for um, our cooking okay. lesson with Chef Katie. So you will be able to see Chef Katie then. Um, we're going to vote and decide the menu that we're going to learn. We definitely are going to learn knife skills, which I am in desperate need of. So it'll be a really good time. It'll be a party. It'll be a really fun end of supper, end celebration to the month of March. Um, and for everybody else, I believe tomorrow is St. Patty's Day. So if you are going out, please be safe. For in, in every way of being safe. Um, if you are a part of CGS and the Chicago Gender Society, uh, Lindsay Taub and I are speaking and hosting a social with them on Thursday night and tonight. So excited to come back and speak to that group again. And, um, you know, I'm going to let everybody go ahead and unmute and say goodnight because I want to say goodnight too. love you all so much. Be safe. We love you. If you're in our wider audience, we'll see you back in two weeks on March 30th. Good night, everybody. Thank Good you. Night. Good night. Good night. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for watching. Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you, everybody on stage. Oh my goodness, you are all so beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye, bye, stay safe everybody and take care, wherever you are. Love and hugs to everybody. Never miss a single podcast by signing up for our newsletter at myfeminineheart.com.